I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hello, hello. We are the Gallant Few. Uh, very busy week for Rangers this week. Uh, a nervy 8-0 victory over Hamilton in the Scottish Premier League. A disappointing draw with Benfica and Portugal. Never thought I'd be saying that a week ago. Records being broken and club suspensions, which don't involve Alfredo Morelos. So joining me to discuss all this, we have Colin McDuff. How are you, Colin? Uh, my nerves are shattered after um, that that nearly 90 minutes, as you alluded to, but other than that, I'm okay, Scott. Good to hear, and Craig McAdam. How you doing, boys? That's not bad. So before we get started on the everything on and off the field, um, a lot of stuff happening with the Gallant Few podcast. First of all, uh, we've now got a YouTube channel, so please uh, search the Gallant Few, uh, like and subscribe it. Colin, how much are you shaking yourself in case you need to be in camera soon? <laughs> I'm terrified, man. <laughs> I better get my Davina McCall DVDs out and get in shape. Um... Uh, it's probably for the best that we just stay off the camera just now. We don't want to scare all our, all our listeners away, to be fair. So that may be a, a while for that. So uh, We're also in talks uh, with sponsorships for the podcast. So some news of that will be in the next few weeks. We're at the final stages of recording and releasing some some fresh content in terms of a, a series which we'd love for some of the listeners to get involved in. So please get in touch if you'd like to be involved. It will involve favourite players and, and certain shows will get lined up. So please get in touch if you would like to be involved. You'll find us in all the usual platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. So please give us a follow, follow. So exciting times for the podcast, Craig. Um, from a few pals being bored in lockdown, what are you thinking? 
that's becoming a global empire, isn't it? <laughs> Colin taking over. <laughs> yeah, but it's going well because, as you say, it was just something to do during lockdown when we were bored out of tits and had nothing else to do. So it's I'm surprised it's lasted this long, to be honest. See, um, I, I don't want to get us in too much trouble. Uh, see the comments I made about Mike Ashley. Now that people want to <laughs> pay his money for talking about Rangers, they need to go and retract them and tell and say he's not a fat bastard. <laughs> yeah, I think you're just stating facts, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> the press release will be about soon, anyway. So uh, enough with uh, selling the pod. We'll get on to the game today against Hamilton. So we had a starting eleven of John McLaughlin. James Tavernier, Leon Balligan, Connor Goldson, Borna Barisic, Ryan Jack, Joe Rebo, Scott Arfield, Ryan Kent, Kamar Ruth, and Jermaine Defoe. Don't know why I done their full names there. Um, but five changes to the game. Colin, what was your thoughts on the team? Did you expect so many changes from midweek? Um, I did expect a few changes. Yes, I think it, it was a heavy night and Thursday night. It's always, it's always difficult playing... Uh, Thursday, Sunday or Wednesday, Saturday but especially when you're travelling as well and to be honest I don't think we need to rely on the same 11 players two games a week I think we've got a strong enough squad to make the changes and you look at that first 11 that we had there there's no maybe maybe a bit of a shock that not quite shock but a surprise that McLaughlin came in for McGregor other than that I think the majority of people would have been happy with the team that we, we put out. I think it's ridiculous to think, but McLaughlin probably could have had his hands handcuffed uh, today. And you know what I mean? That's the reality we're in. It's, uh, we're so dominant at home, isn't it? Yeah, a lot of the games we've played, it really doesn't make a difference who we've got in goals. It's going that well and we're defending um, so solidly. So I, I kind of expected him to come in. I was thinking that Defoe would be up front because even going back to last season, these are the sort of games that Defoe's tended to start in. Um, and I was expecting a few changes as well. The only one I would say um, I wanted to see t- play today was um, Hillander. I thought just to go over, because he's been brilliant for his whole season and obviously had a bit of a nightmare for us tonight. So I was thinking just give him another game, get him get a solid performance in and, and move on from the mistakes he made. Just on Hillander, Craig. I think it's important that... Colin, I'm going to need to stop you there. Breaking news coming out of the Gallant Few podcast. We've got a, a new signing. Everybody thought the transfer window was shut, but they've just pulled a coup out of the bag. Scott Carney, how are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, thanks for having me on. No, no problem. Just like Zungu making his debut today on the Gallant Few <laughs> podcast. So... Um, so Scott's going to be joining us. He's he's planning a new series for us. So it's been great to get his insight. Um, so yeah, welcome to the Gallant Few, Scott. I'm um, glad to be here. No, good to have you here. Um, so we'll just get back straight back to it. Um, we got off to a lightning start with three goals in the within 19 minutes. So I'll I'll come to you with 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 them. So Scott, we'll touch on you. Um, Arfield, which was I was a bit surprised. He's uh, he's played in every game this season. Opened the score, opened the scoring. A really nice play involving Defoe and Kent. Really nice goal. What's your thoughts on on how Arfield's done this season so far? I think Arfield didn't start the season great, um, and kind of well, obviously wasn't in the the manager's kind of first thoughts of the team. Um, but since he, he kind of he got himself in with Aribo being 
injured, I think his performances have been fantastic. Um, his work rates, it's incredible. Um, that he's, he's even these he's off the ball stuff that he does. Um, it's great. I thought the goal today was brilliant. The, the, I know the four didn't get a goal today, but um, some of the the fours link up playing that today was was class. And the pass to to put into Kent, um, it was just a well worked goal. Um, I was I was dreading it, thinking it was going to be one of these games where we were going to be battling for forty five minutes to maybe get a goal. Um, obviously, what happened today was pretty tremendous for all of us. But um, yeah, as, as far as our field goes. Um, he'd be he'd be in my team every week right now. That's interesting because I don't think MD would have had him as a, a starting. Uh, certainly not the one that, like starting every game at the start of the season, but he's sort of played his way into the into the mind of the of the manager the, with some really good performances. So I think just Craig, I'll touch touch on it with you. His attitude is fantastic, isn't it? And somebody we want at the club. I think it shows what's going on with the whole squad at the moment because at the start of the season for me I was thinking we need to sign better players and maybe Davis and Arfield would become your squad players um, which just takes your, your whole squad up a level so uh, in, in my head at the start of the season I didn't see him being a regular um, but it just shows the standards that when you've got somebody like Kimmy comes in he takes his chance and he doesn't let um, the manager drop him it's, it's keeping those standards high and then that means whoever's not playing, they need to raise a game again. And now we're seeing it with all the midfielders. Um, and we've got six centre-mids and they're all flying at the moment. Zongu came in today and done well. Um, probably won't get an easier game than that, but it's, I'd say it's an ideal one to come in and get your first taste of it. Uh, look really composed and comfortable, so it's it's looking good all round. I think that's a good point you make, I think. Apart from probably Goldson, uh, Tavernier, Barisic, Kent, there's not really any... Any person that's going to play five out of five games, for example, the likes of Arfield, Davis, Jack, they'll probably play like maybe three and five, three and five games or something. Do you, do you know what I'm saying with that, Colin? Like, there, there's no one who's got a bang on certainty apart from these probably players who they're going to play automatically. No, nah. We we talk about it every week about players. Players up in their game and having a strength and depth where players need to take their chance. Um, just on our field, everybody's kind of bypassed that he's not playing for Canada anymore. And it kind of went under the radar. It wasn't there an official announcement, announcement or anything like that. We just kind of heard from Gerard that he's no longer got to be playing for Canada. And I think, um, first of all, that that's a... I think that's showing Arfield's commitment to Rangers because it's for to play an international level for, for any country, it's a it's a massive boost for any player. So the fact that he's prioritising Rangers over that, it just shows you how committed he is and we're seeing the benefits for that. In terms of the midfield six you're talking about, it's a cliche, but the best headache a manager can have. Everybody is taking their chances, especially in the middle of the park and um, I'd be happy if we didn't see the same midfield three two games in a row if it means that everybody's kept in their toes. I think as well, when we're playing, a, playing an opposition, uh, they don't know how to... I reckon maybe that was a downfall maybe in previous seasons. They know who's going to be playing. This, this freshens it up. So, you know, if, if you've got a... Re, they don't know if the likes of Rebo or Arfield, it's a completely different challenge to face in some of the other options that we have. So... I think it is good to have. Craig, um, 
I know you're a big fan of Kamar Roof. Um, you know, Kamar Roof's not somebody who's as tall. Um, he's still a big threat in the air with a great header today he scored. What do you think of the start in general? And do you think, um, question of is, if he is 100% fit, do you think he would be in our strongest 11 playing the likes of, you know, Celtic or a, a big European game? What a question that is, Scotty boy. Um, <laughs> fuck knows his mantra. <laughs> um, I, I don't. I don't think we have a best of them. I think it depends on who we're playing. Um, like if you look at a midfield away to Benfica, Davis, uh, Kamara, and Jack. That's not our best midfield for for playing at home at Hamilton. Um, and it probably goes the same up front as well. There'll be certain defences that Morelos is suited to. Uh, we've seen a way to Kelly last week that made sense to bring Itton in as well for a bit more presence. So I, I really don't think we have a best eleven, which is in a in a good way, just because the squad's so strong. Um, but I, I was really happy when we we got Ruth in, um, and I, I still believe. And I, I watched an interview with Ross Ross Wilson um, and Rangers TV that I think the plan was to sell Morelis, but we were holding out for a certain figure, and and that never came. So. I think it's a bonus that we've got both of them because, um, as I say, I don't think that was the intention at the, the start of the season still to have Morelos and Roof here. Um, but I, he's been a wee bit unlucky. We've picked up a couple injuries, but just the more game time he gets um, and stays away from injuries, I think he'll get stronger and stronger and he'll, he'll score plenty of goals. Plus, he's obviously got the talent to score the goal that he did in Europe a couple of weeks a week um, ago that was I think it got like four million views or, or something like that. It's a sensation. So I uh, yeah, I think it depends on the game and it depends on the tactics how we're setting up. But uh, as I say, I don't I don't think we have a, a best eleven in a in a good way. I think I think it does show how far we've come that we're spending. You know, on the highest. You know, especially like about four or five million. Um, you know, and you look about. In the past, you know, ten years or something, if we'd have signed them, you'd almost thought that they have to play every game. They're our best player, and now we're actually having a debate whether is it our best option in certain games. You know, so I think it's a great dilemma to have, and I think there's, I think there's definitely more to to come from as well. So, um, so yeah, um, it's a really good dilemma to have. Uh, Scott, there's uh, two goals from from Joe Aribo. So we had uh, two deflected goals as well. What was your what was your thought on them? Do you think they were a bit lucky, or do you think it was it was it was good? Good goals, good play. I, th- I think the, the 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 play for um for from kind of both of them were, were really good. Um, I think Joe Aribo is very dangerous. Uh, I would one hundred percent agree that we don't have a best starting eleven just now. Uh, I don't I don't think you could pick up. I think everybody would have a different one. And when's the last time as Rangers fans we can say that we could do that? So, I mean, it's, it's positive um, all round, really. Um, I think this year everybody's games just went up a level. Um, Aribo not even being fully fit um, and getting two. All right, this, especially the second one, I think he was a bit fortunate to get. But, I mean, the cross in um, from Tav and then the way Ruth picked the ball back up... Um, was fantastic. It was interesting today. Uh, the day I seen Gerard's interview at the end, Roof played angry today, um, and I thought Roof definitely one of his best performances to me um, today. I thought he was great. Uh, he looked dangerous. As I say, right now I wouldn't want Stephen Gerrard to be picking 
to for picking the team, especially against Benfica. I don't know what team he's, he's going to play. Um, but I mean, what a headache to have. Uh, but I just say I think I, I thought I thought was brilliant today. Um, I, I struggled to pick a man in the match today, so it kind of tells you how good the team played. I think. Colin, um, two changes at half time. Uh, Bassi and Zungu came on for for Jack and Barisic. What did you What did you make of Zungu's debut? I think within the first couple of minutes, uh, it was just. At first, I thought he was maybe trying to show off, but he was paying passes like left, right, and centre, and he looked very composed on the ball. And I think uh, from then on, it set the kind of pace to or set the scene to show off his passing. I think um, without doing anything too spectacular, he, he settled into the team very well. It's so difficult to come into a game, especially at half time when you're four 0 up, and it's so easy for the game to go flat. When you're making your debut, you don't want to come on to a flat game when players are winding down. Fair play to Zungu and Bassi and the the rest of the team as well for not letting it go flat. I think if you look back to earlier in the season when we were 3-0 up after 49 minutes against St Johnston, I think it was, and that last 40 minutes, the game just died to death and it was terrible to watch. Absolute polar opposite. Today, I think uh, Bassey came in. He knows he's the understudy to Borna Barisic. He wants to make an impact every time he comes on. Zungu, it's his first time in the Rangers jersey. So they two were well up for it, but well played to the rest of the team as well because they didn't keep the foot off the gas. Um, Gerard mentioned in his interview as well, he didn't want showboating anything like that. And the one that was a, just a really professional performance and that, that showed in the scrolling. Yeah, absolutely. Craig, what... what... In terms of in terms of Zungu, um, I think it looks very different to anything we've got in the midfield, and that's obviously forty five minutes at home and my four 0 up. But I think it's very hard to judge someday when the game's so comfortable. But I think you know you don't see you don't see like a Kamara, you know, dropping deep. How yeah, to Ryan Kent and the second minute of your debut, I think it does give us a different option. It will be useful for us. Uh, pro- based on what we've seen today, I would probably compare him to, to Davis if I was comparing him to anyone. Um, uh, you're right, Kamara, Jack, they don't exactly ping the ball across the pitch the way that, that he was. Uh, but as I say, Davis was doing that a lot against Benfica during the week. So ideally, if you could sort of get two of each type of midfielder, and then you can just rotate between them. So it might be a case we only see Zungu if Davis isn't playing. Um, but as well, that's only based on an easy shift against Hamilton, watching him control in the middle of the park. Maybe he's got more. Maybe he's can play box to box. Um, so, we, we, as I say, it's only been 45 minutes and he's, he's done well, but it was a, an easy afternoon for him. So it'll be interesting once he, he gets some starts or if he comes into a tougher game um, to see exactly what, what he's like. But based on what he done today, I think we can be, be happy with him and welcome, in, welcome into the squad. Absolutely. absolutely. Let's hope he builds on that. Impressive debut. So in the, the second half, going uh, up four goals. Roof grabbed his, his second. Barker getting a goal, and James Tavernier grabbing a double. Probably here all day trying to talk about every goal. Um, but Scott James Tavernier, joint dog goal scorer in the league now. Just incredible, isn't it? Eleven goal. Is it eleven goal? Uh, eight goals, is it? Some host, you. I'm not sure. Okay. I've not done my research, sorry. I, take one, I, I think it... I don't know how many goals, 
I, I think he's. I heard the after a uh, second. That's him, the joint top goal scorer in the league. Um, all right, or the, a lot have been penalties, but for a right back, I mean, that's an unbelievable return. Um, he's another one, especially. I think he's he's up to his game again. Um, I think he's shown leadership, and I I question Tav as a captain. I was one of them um, back at the start where I was like, should it be Tav? Uh, but his performance is unbelievable. The quality of his balls that he can put into the box is it's frightening. I mean, Hamilton were beat obviously within twenty minutes today, but they had they had another good hour of us. I think towards the end of the game we kind of took the foot off the gas, which is to be expected. Eight nothing, and plus we had no we had one centre midfielder on the park. I think at the end in Zungu, and we had Barker playing in the middle of the park. So I mean, but I think. Tav especially, he's 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 priceless for us just now. I don't think I don't think we can afford to lose him um, in any way, shape, or form. I don't think he looks like he wants to go. I think he's fully committed to being here, um, and I, I, hopefully, I'm going to see him lift fifty five at the end of this year. So I'm saying he deserves it. Uh, I think everything you said, Scott, there's spot on, um, and we're all dreaming of seeing that. But something I really loved was, I don't know if you watched his interview after the game as well, um, it just seems so level-headed. It could be easy to be all giddy and cheery after winning 8-0, but it is only Hamilton, it's only three points. Um, so I loved to come out with, it was a really serious interview, talking about how they've done well, but they need to do more and they need to keep it going. So just the whole mentality that's coming out of the team and the manager's interview is the same as well. I'm just loving to see it. You're right, Craig. It was so focused. Even after the game, he's still so switched on. So you said there about a lot of his goals are penalties this year, but I think that does him a disservice. We talk about his, his penalties. He's he's so far up the park all the time, and he's not going to get the goal for open play every time. But that that's so important to how we play. He drags the opposition defenders out out of the position. He he creates. He creates space for the attackers to go in, and he got his goal for the own play today. And he's just, uh, he's, he is leading by example, and it's absolute peak James Tavernier. Um, it's the best he's ever been. And I was about to say a Rangers jersey, but in his career. Yeah, I mean, you, you need to feel some sympathy actually of the the fact that people coming against this and they think, how are we going to defend against Rangers? And I actually think it is. It must be so hard because, you know, usually when you're defending against a team, you think about, you know, your, the wingers and, and things like that. And maybe you're a bit negligent about, you know, the fullbacks. But when you look at Rangers, they're just such a threat. And even like we've not even spoken about Bassi here. I thought Bassi came on and done done really well. Um, you know, he, he put some good deliveries in. He's, he's so athletic, quick. And as I say, his, his delivery seems, seems brilliant. What do you think? Colin and, and he's got a great haircut as well. Ah. Let's let's not go over that. Um, for for somebody sporting a questionable hairline, I'm I'm jealous of that boy. Um, no, you're right, and it just really shows you how strong we are at, at fullback. That he like as much as we're all comfortable with him coming in the team, he's nowhere near Barisic for me. But you know, this was good for him to get minutes because I think he's kind of proved that he's up for the challenge when he came in um, against Standard Liège and we say that time and time again and the risk here repeating what we said in previous shows the important part is that we can bring players in all across the the field now who don't change our game plan we don't need to 
it's not a case that Barisic going off and John Flanagan coming in. No disrespect to John Flanagan, but we don't have any attacking threat to the left hand side now, and we do with Bassi. That's the most important thing for me. Yeah. So we, I think with Bassi, um, you're, you're kind of spot on as well. I think. He's he's kind of misconceiving to look at him as a footballer. Like the first time I seen him, I thought well, this guy could take Joshua in twelve rounds. I think. <laughs> he, he, do you know what I mean? The, the speed of him, even for the size of him, it's incredible that we were breaking forward. Um, I can't remember it was for one of the goals. I can't remember what one it was. It was that many today, which is all another another great thing to be able to say. Um, but he, he he's just it's like it's unbelievable. He just keeps going. And if if you were a defender, if you're Lee Hodgson, for example, and that guy's running at you, I don't want to get in that guy's way. I don't want to be the one that has to has to try and stop Bassey coming forward. Um, so I think he's he's young. He's 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 definitely old cliches. Obviously, he's still raw, but I think the the potential of this guy is massive. I really think it is. I, I'm if you can keep a hold of him and he can keep developing and learning from Gerard, learning from Bill McAllister. And, being Barisic's understudy, it's only a good thing for us in, in the end, I think. Yeah, I, I th- no, I completely agree. And I think in terms of the recruitment process, I think we played, I didn't even realise this, but it was, we played Leicester and I think it was Leicester's youth team and a, a friendly and that's where we picked him up. So it's brilliant that we're looking and prizing them away from there. I mean, I don't know if it was maybe Leicester made them you know, he didn't offer him a contract or something, but I'm sure there was plenty of other takers in either the Premier League or the Championship which would have taken a wee risk on him. So, fair play that we're able to attract that sort of calibre of youth talent as well there. Uh, last point in the game, so we got eight goals today, Craig. Not one of them was from Defoe, who, maybe not saying this right, but playing as a, a lone striker, and I'm saying that in inverted commas, it's so pleasing, isn't it, to see goals from everywhere and we don't need to worry about Morelos not scoring, isn't it? Uh, just, just touching on there, what you, you were talking about, like, was he playing as a lone striker? I, I don't even know if he played a formation today. <laughs> <laughs> Is it There was a point in the first half that we had Tav and Barisic both away down the left wing. Like The Hamilton players probably have whiplash. They've been turning their heads that quick at... There's just bodies flying past them, the ball going the opposite direction, just not having a clue what runner to go with. It's It was brilliant to see. Um, Goldson and uh, Balogun were bombing forward at times as well, so I, I generally don't know if we did play a formation today. We just ran over the top of Hamilton. Um, but Defoe, he's seen him try to take the penalty off Tav as well. Um, he's a goal scorer, isn't he? Just, he's desperate to get goals. Uh, unlucky when he hit the post as well. Uh, he managed to get his assist for was it Barker's goal? He got the assist for it, so he's still involved. He's still he played well. Um, I think that's the role that we'll we'll get out of Defoe this season. That the sort of easier home games is when we can maybe afford to give Morelos a day off, and we'll bring Defoe in. And you know you're going to get a performance, and majority of games you'll probably even get a goal off him. So it's 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 fair to as well to to keep that in mind. So if we can keep him doing that and ticking over, you might get another season out of him as well. Sorry. Um, last point, Colin. Lee Hodgson or James Tavenier? Who would you rather <laughs> uh, play back? I feel sorry for Lee Hodgson. <laughs> he, he would have thought his nightmares at Ibrox were over, then he rocked up the day and got that shit show. Um, James Tavenier edges it for me. Good to hear, good to hear. So we'll move on to Thursday night action pack. Uh, sorry, an action pack game away to Benfica. Three each straw, which was 
are definitely hard to take. Scott, at the time, I'm assuming you were absolutely gutted not to get the three points, but are you feeling any different now that it's, it's settled a wee bit? Yeah, I was gutted. Um, it was one of the games that I couldn't believe what was what was happening. Um, it's just when you see the Benfica team, I think it was three of their players were something about 80 million combined. And our whole team when they cost that, do you know what I mean? So we were playing, we were playing a, a kind of top class opposition. Arguably, they shouldn't have been in the Europa League. They should be in the Champions League. Um, and we find ourselves three one up. <laughs> okay, we 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 kind of throw it away. Halander was trying his best to do a Rob Kearnan impression. It's the only thing that I can think. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know what happened. I know it wasn't just him, but I mean, for two of the goals especially, he's. I don't know what he's what he's thinking about. I was gutted when it went when when it finished the. I, I was absolutely gutted. Um, it was helped by um, the the neighbours across the city with their fantastic performance. Don't get me wrong, and it kind of put things into perspective for me that we've just do three each with our Champions League team. They've just get beat four one at home off. Well, it was rumoured to be a part-time electricians. I don't think it was, but uh, <laughs> um, in hindsight, it's a fantastic point for us. It, it really is. It puts us in a great position. I think we're a win away from being through. So, um, yeah, it was sort to take at the time, but the, the old cliche again, if you offer me before the game, I would have bit your hand off for it. Yeah, I was going to do a question. Craig, would you have taken a, would you have taken a point before the game? Well, firstly, uh, it says in Wikipedia that they're part-time electricians, so it's definitely true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I, it might I, be I, me I was... that edited that, though, mate, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I remember doing the pod after we won it at Parkhead and saying we've got six big games coming up. We'd be looking to win every game in the league and be undefeated in Europe, and that's what we've done. So if you look at it from that window, from the last international break to this one, we've been sensational, haven't we? Um Aye, it's, it was disappointing to, to draw in the end. And if you sort of take away the first 10 minutes and the last 10 minutes of the Benfica game, we were sensational. That's some of the best football I've ever seen Rangers play, I think. I know it's against 10 men, which has an impact as well, but it's still a brilliant team we're playing against. Um, tough place to go, still a big European night. So it's aye, on the night, it was a bit disappointing that we didn't do better. But overall, we, I don't think we can really complain. So moving on, the, the starting eleven was McGregor, Tavernier, Goldson, Holanda, Barisic, Kamara, Davis, Jack, Kent, Aribo, Morelos. So I don't think Colin there was there was many surprises in that team. I guess the probably the biggest talking point would have been Balgan out and Holanda in, in terms of the Europa League. He's he started quite a lot in, in the in Europe. Obviously hindsight it's a it's a wonderful thing, but I said last week I felt as though it would be harsh for Balogun to miss out because I think he's been he's been excellent in Europe so far. I get I get that everyone has a bad game, but I mean, who did you want to start? And did Gerard get it right? Well, I, I mean, these uh, <laughs> these shows are free to listen to. Another <laughs> random plug. So <laughs> people would go back and listen. They'll know that I, I love Philander. I think he's a, a great centre half. Um, I would have wanted him before the game. I would have wanted him in the starting eleven. Um, what I would try to touch on 
um, when Craig mentioned to Lander before you jumped into your Jim Shite impersonation into this <laughs> and Scott. I think um, I think we do need to be realistic with this team in general and somebody like Hillander was probably how they word this. Somebody was due a bad performance and Hillander has a lot of favour in the bank, so it's maybe best that he had it because this this game only got, this team only got to keep us up for sixty games a season. I've said that before, and I think we do need to tailor the expectations because Hillander he did he had a hand to play in all three goals. It doesn't make him a bad centre half. We need to look at how solid he's been beforehand. Um, I, I would have wanted him back in today just to maybe get a bit of confidence because I don't think he's got to play for Sweden and it might be a long time for him to kind of think over it. Hopefully so, he comes back. Yeah, yeah. But um I think it's it's just one of those things. Any player can have it. Uh you'll probably got to come on here, but during the game I would have liked to have maybe seen the management team use a bit of game management and maybe bring on Balogun alongside Golson and Hollander when you know your centre-half's having a shocker. It's maybe not the best to just do a straight swap like for like, maybe just give a bit more support. That's what I would have been looking for. Question then, Craig, um, when, when, if, would you have done that? Would you have brought Balogun on and when would you have done it? Would you have done it 3-1 or as soon as you got 3-2? Because what, We'll talk about you know, and I, you know when we went through the game, but I, we were very comfortable. So why, why would you change it? I think, I think that's with hindsight looking back, you should have done it. Um, it worked obviously away to Kelly the weekend before, but during the game I was thinking more just make some subs just to kill a bit of time, do them one at a time just to to kill a few minutes, waste some time. What one of the things we have been doing really well this season is just the wee daft things that probably don't seem important but they are just like kicking the ball away a wee yard if it's a free kick or somebody standing in front of it or just making sure if the ball's going out for a throw in you kick it away just to slow things down and get your shape back so we have been doing that this season Um, I don't know as I said if I would have made that exact sub to bring on Balogun but I would have made more subs just to sort of slow down the game and, and kill it off and then obviously you're waiting in Scott Arfield just to hold the ball for the last couple of minutes but no, nobody's going to be more annoyed at Scott Arfield for doing that than he would be himself. He'll be watching that back a million times going, why didn't I just keep the ball? Why didn't I turn back and play a wee pass? Um, so it's good to see him get a goal today just to, to get that out of his system as well. But it's it just shows him the margins, um, especially when you're playing quality teams like Benfica and they've got Darwin up front as well. That In a split second, we go from being on attack to picking the ball at the back of it. But it's... It is good because that shows we're playing at a high standard and we're playing against good teams and that's where we want to be. Um, so I definitely, I, I would have made more subs, but I don't know if I would have made that exact change with Balogun. That's maybe more hindsight. They, they probably should have done that. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Scott, obviously we conceded in the first and second minute and the match, I thought, personally, we were in for a very long night. It was really poor defending. Um, what, what do you think I was, what, do you think it was nerves or do you think, you know what, because Hollander's usually so reliable, do you think it was just a bad night or do you think the players maybe were a bit nervous? Possibly. I would, I would like to think that um, Gerard's extremely honest with the players and I don't think he's obviously going, going out with them and saying, right lads, just get a draw. I don't, I don't mean it like that, but I think it would have been a more measured kind of approach that he was thinking about it explaining, look, this is a very, very good team we're about to go against. I, 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 I know I kind of threw Hollander under the bus calling him Rob Kiernan. I agree with Colin. Um, I would 100% started him. I don't think Gerard made a bad choice in starting him. I think it was the correct choice. I think that mistake was kind of so out, kind of out of nowhere, and because it happened so quickly, I think the rest of the team were just a bit kind of shook by it all. I don't think we... It was hard to tell if we looked nervous before it, because it happened so quickly, so it's, it's hard to judge in that terms, but within the, in the first ten minutes, I was the same as you. I thought we could get we could get embarrassed here. Um, the way they could break forward at pace um, was frightening. They were very close um, just before the ten minute mark. They just got one just by the post as well. And I was I was sitting kind of the same as you, thinking, oh, I hope this isn't one of the kind of long nights. Um, I think Hander's just had a bad one. Um, I don't think you can really bend down to it. I was a wee bit shocked he didn't start today. Um, I thought they would have played him just to get it out of his system, uh, but I don't. I, I think he'll be fine. He's a professional. He's an international. Um, I'm sure he'll be absolutely fine. He'll bounce back, and we'll see him in the starting eleven again soon. I've heard he got an invite to the party that um, Jordan Jones and George Edmondson's actually <laughs> cheer him off. So <laughs> get him a better mood. Um, so obviously the big turning point in the game was the sending off in the 19th minute when Otamendi. Um, pull back Ryan Kent. Don't think there can be many complaints regarding the red card. Colin, I thought Kent done brilliantly to get into that position um, to get pulled back by the defender. Really intelligent play. What's your, what you thought? On that? What I, what I like most about this that was you can tell this was premeditated. No, necessarily for Otamendi to get sent off, but they wanted they wanted him turning with. Kent going in behind him, you can see the the balls that we were trying to play from midfield. They wanted Kent to use the pace and and put Otamendi under pressure. And they are defence under pressure because Kent Kent will beat them on a on a foot race any, any day of the week. And I we testament to the midfield. Uh, we got the ball in the right areas. Brilliant ball, and I can't remember who it was. It might have been it might have actually been Connor Golson. It was a long ball over and. That's that's what Rangers would want to do. Expose their defence. Ideally, they would have been thinking a goal, but it turned out the the sending off helped us as well. Yeah, to be honest, it was probably for the best. I think 
personally, the way they started the game that we got a red card instead of a goal at that point. Why do you think, Craig, that um, we've seen such an improvement in our performance? Do you think it's just the obvious that we had a man advantage or do you think it was you know, something else? Uh, I think I think the way we play, because we can control a game and we're good at wee quick passes and one-twos and getting people moving about, so having the extra space for that would make a difference, but probably the main thing was just how quick we managed to go from 1-0 down to 2-1 up. Uh, I think if you the longer it goes on, if you get a man sent off early, um, you can just compact as a team and sit behind the ball, and at a certain point, having a man less can not make much of a difference, but because we managed to get on top of it so quick, um, obviously getting equaliser and then Kamara getting the second goal, um, it just completely changed the the game. And then you just see us getting more confident and then less confident. And then we're absolutely flying in the second half as well. Um, probably get too confident actually. That might be a, what what the problem was in the end. Uh, you may have a point there. With two two quick fire goals, first a spectacular finish from Diogo Gonzalez. Um, luckily for Rangers fans, it was in his own net. The build-up play for this, well, actually all of our goals were, were spectacular. Davis linking up superbly with Tab down the right, who fires in a really dangerous cross into, a, um, into the area. Scott, just a, another couple of another couple of assists for for James Tavernier. Obviously, we've touched on how he played today. He's he's just on fire in the now, isn't he? And he? I thought especially for this goal he done he done brilliantly. Yeah, it's um, it's extremely good good play for Tav. The, the run that he made um, to keep himself to kind of ran straight across instead of going deep, kept himself on side. Um, I've got no idea what even attempting to do, by the way, not that I'm complaining, um, but I mean, he's he's completely unaware what's going on around about him. If he'd have just left that go, he'd have been fine. Um, but I mean, what a finish from him, to be fair, it was great. Uh, I, I think the second goal is one of the best goals we've scored this season. The, the pass, the, the work to get from our, our goal line up the park to Morelos, to Morelos that pass into Kamara, and I don't know about you, but I've been screaming for Kamara to shoot more often. The way he plays with Finland, he plays so much further forward, and he's, he has got that to his game. So I'm always screaming for him to shoot, and I thought Kamara's goal was absolute class. And you could see what it meant to him. The smile on Kamara's face was unbelievable after he scored. But as I said, none of this is possible really without Tav. Um, he's extremely important to us. Uh, I can't really sing his praises high enough. I absolutely love him. Uh, and as I say, it's only positive... Now, looking back on it, the whole performance is positive. Maybe if I say, apart from the four minutes in the last 10 minutes, and um, it, it was a, ma- a massive game, and that point could pr- prove pivotal to us. So we'll wait and see how we got on when, we, when they come to Ibrooks. I would, I would, I just wish that place was going to be full of, full of us being there, because I think that could be an incredible night. Yeah, no, I think everybody, everybody does, but the way we're playing with no fans, I, I, don't know, part of me wants to be in there, part of me doesn't. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so you, you led us on nicely there, Scott, to obviously the the goal to get us in the, in the lead from Kamara Donna. You, you, you obviously mentioned Tav had a part to play in the second goal. Lovely play on the right-hand side with Aribo and Morelos. First, uh, I, obviously, we need to give credit to Kamara, firstly, for the finish, but I thought in midfield three, Colin, we're just... 
superb on Thursday. My personal man of the match was was um, was Stephen Davis. I thought he was absolutely everywhere. But in terms of Kamara, surely the priority is to get him a new and improved contract and tie him down to the club. Aye, we do. It's last season there was the old anecdote that sometimes he looked like a fifty grand player, other times he looked like a five million player. He's not looked like a fifty grand player at all this season. He's playing well above what we paid for him and like I'm under no illusions that Rangers are never going to keep every excellent player um for the duration of their careers. But what we want to do, we want to get them tied in, in the right contact and then when it is time for them to move on, we make sure we're making we're making enough money uh, from them because it's it's just realistic where we are at this point. We're not going to keep on a uh, world beaters. Glenn Kamara, he's so surely like he's arguably on form, one of the best midfielders in Rangers. Probably in the last few games that he's played, there's arguments that he is the best midfielder at Rangers and in Scotland. How he's been playing, we need we need to make sure we get him tied down, and then he, he can just focus on his football. We want him. Fo- we don't want him worrying about or doing anything elsewhere. Blah blah blah. What happens next? We want him focused playing the way he's playing, and then. When the time does come that he does move on, it's it's good for all parties. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, I think he was asked in a press conference recently about you know the contract, and I think everybody remains a bit tight lipped at, at that. But um, yeah, we we hope we've we've gave him a platform. You know, he was, he was obviously standing out of Dundee, and we've got him onto a European stage, and you know, I'm sure he will go on to that. You know a high level, but you know it's important to protect our interests as well and get a, get a decent fee and not be bullied into selling them for cheap. I also wanted to give a bit of praise to to Morelos. So thank you, everyone, even from Rangers fans, are, are quick enough to criticise him, but it's only fair when when he plays well. We give him a bit of credit for Kamara's goal. It was a fantastic assist to Kamara, which was was a great ball. So much talk this new style of play for, for Alfredo and I think this highlights how much he gives to our team even when he's not scoring goals. Craig, do you, what do you think? I think this was his best game of the season but in terms of, you know, he obviously did score but he just offered so much more. When maybe last season he wasn't in, in touch with like, parts of the play, you know, the build-up and everything, he's just there to finish. Like, I think he's seen on Thursday, what he can give now. What do you think? I'd agree that would be his, his best game of the season. Um, he is playing a bit different this season. He's coming shorter. The link-up play, he's, you mentioned the assist for Kamara switching the, the ball, but he done that maybe three or four times in the game as well. Um, it's the, the way the whole team's setting up, we can afford for him to, to play like that this season, and it's actually making the whole team play better. Whereas last season, it was just everything relied on Morelis. It was get the ball to Morelis and hopefully he scores and get the ball to him and then we'll play off him. Um, so just the way the whole team's playing it makes a difference um, and we can afford for Morelis maybe not to score as many goals because we've got other players stepping up that maybe last season wouldn't have. Um, whereas when you look at last season, it was all about Morelis scoring goals, which is brilliant and that's what we want him to do. He's a, a main centre-forward and our top goal-scorer normally, so we, he, over the course of a season, you'd imagine he will get the most goals, so that is what we want from him. 
But when you get everyone else stepping up from defence, midfield, wingers, all scoring goals, we can afford for him to, to play a bit different. And as long as the team's winning, that's, a, that's the main thing. Absolutely, absolutely. Sticking on Morelos, he obviously grabbed the third goal with Tavernier grabbing another assist. Scott is now Rangers' top goal scorer in Europe, beating the, the great Alan Coyce record. I guess you can have your opinions on him, but you know you can't argue with that achievement at all, can you? Not at all. Um, all right, he, he kind of fell off the ball a wee bit, Alfredo. I didn't expect him to be here. Um, I thought he would go um, purely based on the way we recruited as well. I didn't expect Morelos to to still be here. Um, there's something about him in that tournament, though. There's something about him when he's when he's playing in the Europa League. Um, it's a fantastic achievement in the time that he's been here to to now be um, our all-time Europe top goal scorer. Um, I didn't think anybody would be super rally. Um, I think I just say if he if he decides to stay and he keeps putting in performances like that and we get him, we get past Christmas with him, and then we get to the end of the season with him. Um, he puts in performances like that. He's going to go for a for a for a good amount of money. Um, but as I say, I, I I love Alfredo. I love his celebration. I love when he slides and he points to the ground and he owns the place. I absolutely, I absolutely love him. So long may it continue as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, yeah it's, it's about finding obviously the balance. We want to keep him as long as we can. But we alluded to it earlier. We know what such con, you know, we're, we're we're sort of the team that, you know, we're not going to be able to hit, hold on to these talents until they're prime, are we? No, and um, you know, I, I find this season as a bonus that Mirel stays, and I know, like going back to previous pods, I'm an absolute hypocrite. The very, like, I think it was the third podcast we done players we want to move on. I said Mirelos. We, need, we should move him on cash in now and then the very last one before the transfer window I was I was panicking at the idea he wouldn't be playing, he wouldn't be playing for Rangers this season well, I think uh, it's a bonus we brought him this year and he's, it, it's paying off um, Craig you were talking about that he's, he's a more rounded player now uh, because more people are chipping in it takes the pressure off him and it just allows him to show what 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 more he's got in the game, even if it's grown about doing the dirty work. And I think he's I think he knows he's loved here by the fans and the management. So he maybe he doesn't have to go and get that goal to to be confident, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I know. I know. I think he's as you say, he's more of a team player and he's he's not thinking about, you know, his individual act. You know, achievements mm. such. So, Craig, uh, we were 3 1 up, really comfortable, playing nice football. What the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> Too cocky, I think. Um, we seem today like we're, we're capable, me getting top of a team, we can play the football and we can keep going and we can go and get more goals. But that's easy doing that at home to Hamilton, I think. When you're playing the bigger teams and you're playing like a team such as Benfica, you need to be a wee bit smarter about it. Um, at two one, I was thinking we should still try and get a goal. Then we got the third one, possibly. And again, this could be with hindsight. That's when you think about just shutting up shop. Um, but I think just the way we were playing. So if you take away the last ten minutes or whatever it was, we were so confident. We we're playing so well. We we're zipping the ball about over the place. So why would you stop? Um, 
the fullbacks were bombing on the way they do. Midfield was controlling it. The attack were getting chances. Uh, like Kent had a couple hit the post. So I think it's easy to get caught up in the moment um, and just keep going and wanting more. Um, but we need to. That is when we need to be a wee bit smarter. Um, we're never going to go and get a result against Benfica that we got against Hamilton today. So once we get the game in the bag, we need to be a wee bit, wee bit smarter with the game management. I, I would say. What did you think of the second goal, then, Craig? It's just disappointing, isn't it? Um, Holander's done so well, and he's slightly unlucky. He gets the ball kind of caught underneath him, and it takes a wee bobble off him and the Benfica attackers in so it's it's a bit unlucky but he, he should be doing better and, and dealing with it um, so it's 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 a hard one to take because we were so far in front and absolutely cruising it and bossing the game then once they get that one it's always a wee bit nervy to, to finish things off but even when they get one that's when we should be shutting up shop as we talked about earlier getting a couple of subs on just to kill a bit of time Um so we definitely need to get a wee bit smarter with that because we've seen it last season against, uh, was it twice against Young Boys last season? The home and away game, they get a late winner then a late equaliser against us. So yeah. you, you would hope we'd learn from that, um, which we have done domestically, but maybe in, in Europe we still need to get a wee bit sharper and a wee bit smarter. Yeah, absolutely. And Colin, I just want to raise a point. You said Alan McGregor, he gets angry inside his box and the the box is a safe place, doesn't go out to like argue with rest. So, mm-hmm. what, what happened there? He was smells at his box. Is, are we talking about the second goal? Like, yeah, 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 is yeah. it just me that thinks that McGregor kind of takes out Hellander a wee bit in the second, second Ben Petra goal? Like, I, I keep on re watching the back, and I don't know if this is just my bias for Hellander that I want, to, I want to pin it in someone else, but I think. Does McGregor maybe rush out a bit too quickly or rush out and he kind of catches Hollander when he's trying to go for it? I don't know. I think it was just a mark watching at stores. Was, was that an actual stormash between I, the two? I, I think, I don't, to be honest, I don't think McGregor, I think McGregor caused a bit of panic, to be fair, um, which maybe affected Hollander. You know, he's, <laughs> he's rushed out when did he need to, you know, we don't know, it's, but it's, I think that's maybe caused a bit of a bit of panic in there as well. Um, in terms of, you know, the third goal as well, I, Scott, what's your thoughts on that? I thought, I thought it was quite preventable as well. I feel quite, you know, we said earlier, it was slacking possession and I think centre-backs could have, you know, maybe got a bit tighter to them as well. You know, should we be worried about this? You know, obviously we've made a great start to the season, but, you know, in terms of com- complacency and game management, is there a wee issue? Not an issue, but is it something that you work on? I think, all in all, everyone you've said, I, I, I would 100% agree with. I think when it goes 3 2, I don't know if you are being a wee bit biased with Hollander. I think Hollander calls, causes the panic in the first place with, with the second goal. Um, and McGregor obviously has a wee bit of a panic as well, but Hollander's like a like a drunk man falling down, man. When he gets close to McGregor, I, I don't know what. I don't know what. I don't quite know what happened. Um, I think after the second goal, especially, there has to be something done there. There has to be game management. There has to be a wee bit of shit housery. Just fall down. I've got cramp or whatever. Put the ball into Rose Z. Just anything to kind of break up the play a wee bit. Um, Arfield would would love to take that ball back. Um, I think if you asked him yourself, he would say, "I don't know." 
why you try to do that. Holanda loses him, so I've watched the goal. I don't know how many times that third goal. Holanda loses him. Holanda turns his back on him. The 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 that Darwin can then see Holanda's back, and he, all he needs is that we that we yard. I think Golton believes that Holanda's got him. Golton's watching the game, and by the time the ball's through, I mean I, I do like Holanda, but he's never catching him. And when that boy's through, he's 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 going to score. I don't think it's anything we need to be too concerned with. Um, they're a really really good team. They're probably depending, hopefully, if we get through, but they're going to be the best team that we play this season. I would imagine I don't think we're going to play a better team than that, um, unless we get the final. Hey, <laughs> But uh, I, I think, I don't think there's anybody too concerned about it. It's just one of the nights, I think, we didn't look panicked at 3-1. At 3-2, we did look a bit panicked, and as I say, it should have been a wee bit more just game management. I don't know about bringing on Balogun as well to play in there. I don't know what might have broke up the game. Um, he could have maybe done the same thing he used to do with Edmondson when he can used to put him on as a sitting midfielder. Uh, but it's just one of them, again, we're, we're picking holes in a draw away to a Champions League side, but it's because of the way it happened. We were so in control and just it felt like in a split second that we were no longer in control of the game. But Hollander will bounce back and it'll, it'll be fine. Um there's nothing great to worry about, I don't think. I think, obviously, if you score three goals in a game, I think you would be fairly confident you'd win it in any game, but I think we're a bit guilty of not taking our chances, Colin. I mean, you look at the game, Kent had a couple of great chances, Aribo Morelos, probably should have killed him oh. off. And You're right, and was, Kent hits the post, Aribo has a great chance the first half, and, you know, what? I'm... I'm I'm not going to sit here and say that after showing three goals away from home in Europe that we're not taking our chances. It's There's no game, well, I was about to say maybe apart from today, but even today we didn't take all our chances. Today could have been more. I think Scott's right. This is nothing, uh, well, I hope it's not anything great to be concerned about. It's we need to look at, it's really the first time maybe Bar Hibs that we've, We've not been able to see a game out um, or, you know, kind of manage the game to our favour. And look at the opposition we're playing against. Um, I'm not concerned about that in terms of taking chances or I think it is just a, a blip. Yeah. Craig, seven points out of nine, I guess. Despite, you know, obviously being disappointed, you couldn't win them, obviously, on Thursday. You must be delighted with that. Yep, absolutely. I think Europa League, we need to target winning your home games and drawing your away games. So we're, we're ahead of schedule, if you ask me. So it's it's looking good so far. Um, although usually we do tend to do better in the first uh, round of games and then the second round of games we don't pick up as many points. So we'll, we'll see what happens because it's, it's not quite job done yet that we really can't be asking for, for much more. Um, nine out of nine would have been good, but seven out of nine, we'll, we'll definitely take it. Yeah, so moving on from the football, unfortunately, off the field, we had quite a major incident with George Edmondson and Jordan Jones breaking social distancing and coronavirus rules and club guidelines. So, Scott, it's been a week since this has happened. How are you feeling about the situation now the, now the dust has sort of settled a wee bit from the initial, the initial shock of it? Well, Jordan Jones is a moron, isn't he? Let's be honest. Um, this guy's had the opportunity of a lifetime to play for his, his boyhood club. I don't know how many chances he, he has to have. Um, I would be surprised if we ever see Jordan Jones again. Edmondson, oh, 
I don't know. I think it's just a a, a bad judgment call on his part. Um, these players need to know that they're under the they're under the spotlight wherever they go. They, they play for the, the the biggest club in this country. Anybody that sees them, that they're doing anything that they shouldn't be doing, it's going to get reported back. It's it's so daft. Um, I don't know if it's a bit double standard saying that maybe give Edmonton a bit more time, but I think Jordan Jones hasn't done anything for me that makes him deserve to stay here, even on the pitch. Um, he injured himself against Celtic for a stupid tackle. Um, again, probably out of frustration, and we probably all wanted to do it. But again, it's 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 not the right decisions to be making. Um, I would be shocked if I ever see Jordan Jones again. I say Edmondson, I say it, it does sound a bit double standards, I suppose, doesn't it? But Jordan Jones is no boy. He's not a stupid boy. Do you know what I mean? He's 27 years old. Edmondson's still young, but ugh, who knows? I don't know how they'll deal with it. I'm pretty sure that it's been dealt with pretty well. Um, it could be the last we see the both of them, but I'd like to forget that happened as quickly as possible and just continue back onto the football. I think that's a, a big thing, Scott. You mentioned there how well the club have dealt with it, and a lot of fans on the I think a lot of fans are venting their frustration at the two players, rightly so, but fair play to the club for addressing it straight away with the press conference and then having the on the statement, I should say, and then having Stephen Gerrard coming out in an interview. I know it's a completely different set of circumstances and to like a different time, two different players, but I always think back to the situation with Barry Ferguson and Alan McGregor when they were acting like fucking daft wains, sticking the Vicky up to the press for Scotland. Alan McGregor got a chance because he was still fairly young at the time and he was he, he had that favour, that kind of favour in the bank balance with the club and the the management team. I think Edmondson might have that. I might be wrong. But with Jordan Jones, it, I think you're right. I, I can't see any way back for him. I think as well, Edmondson might have a future. If you look at Barry Ferguson, he was already here. They'd been in deep shit with like Gwen and Murray and all that kind of stuff. Jordan Jones put himself in harm's way against Celtic and I think for the snippets you hear for the club, there was a bit of an attitude problem. That's why we didn't see him for so long. He's managed to get himself back in favour, but I don't see... And I might be hypocritical. I don't know if, if Ryan Jack maybe does this, but I look at this differently, or like Connor Golson, but there's nothing... It's that terrible to say he's not important to Rangers the way they're playing right now, so I don't see why we should give him the benefit of the doubt a second time. Yeah. Craig, if you get any thoughts on it, uh, to be honest, my view is they both, both knew what they were doing. I don't care that like they've they would have lied to get back into the the club. They would not have advised them there that they were at a, a party or whatever it is. I think I think they've been stupid, and I think you know we should look to sell them or loan them. Yeah, I think I think it's all been said really. Um, nobody's called them a pair of fannies, which I'm disappointed in. So I'll, <laughs> I'll step up and do that. Um, they're a pair of fannies. I, I agree. I think Jones has done. He's on the pitch and off the pitch. I think he's had a few chances and that'll be the end of him. Edmondson, what he's done is equally as bad as what Jones has done. They've done the same thing, but Edmondson hasn't done anything else over his time in Rangers wrong that we, we know about, whereas Jones has done a few things. So I think that's maybe the only slight difference that Edmondson might get a bit of a chance to get back in. Um, but even having said that, 
Balogun's doing brilliantly, so there's a good chance his contract gets extended and then Katic comes back fit next season. So I don't imagine we're going to have five fit centre-backs next season, so Edmonton could be finished as well. Um, but I think everything's been covered, just the pair of fannies had to be added in. <laughs> Lana Wolf must be shitting herself thinking about Edmonton going. <laughs> no half, mate, I. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, Colin, you're going to give us a wee quick round-up of uh, the loan players out at the weekend? I just, I think uh, this season we have so many young boys out on loan um, in Scotland. I think it's maybe good just to keep in tabs, uh, keep tabs on them. So, across League 1 and League 2, we have five players, well, aye, five players out on loan. Um, Zach Butterworth, he only got 20 minutes for Edinburgh City at the weekend, but we had Kieran Wright and Reese Breen. They both started uh, the last two games, played a full game for Partick Thistle. Matthew Shields, is, uh, he played a full game for Clyde, but Cammy Palmer, who's just came back from Orange County and was loaned straight away to Clyde, he got injured midweek, uh, so he should be out for a few weeks. So these five boys, um, I think, I know we touched on it last week, I think at League 1 and League 2 level, these guys need to be impressing. It's good that they're all going to be in and around the first team so far for what it seems, but they need to be impressing that level. I know the club that are going to, the club are going to be reviewing everybody's loan in January for these five. So I think um, they need to have a really strong five months to have any sort of realistic future with, with Angels. Um, moving on to the the championship, we had quite a few promising there. Uh, Promising performances. Josh McPake started for, for Morton. I think that's the fourth game in a row he started. Kai Kennedy, he's back in the fold. He played against Hart and Melovian. Lewis Mayo got his uh, second start for Dunfermline and Jamie Maxwell actually got his first professional goal for Queen of the South. So I'll put, uh, before we come to the, the players that are playing in the top fight, the last four that I mentioned, I think these are these are the players that are more realistic that we can maybe see coming into the top flight football in the next couple of years of potentially the Rangers team. Is there any, any you're really looking to to kick on this season and realistically get, get in the Rangers team in the next couple of years? Uh, Kennedy, I would say, is the one that still gets so much potential. Um, I think there's it's maybe a bit political now with him, his contract and off the field issues and that kind of stuff so I don't know if he'll get a chance but on the pitch I would say Kennedy's the one with the, the best opportunity So touching on there even we're talking about Edmondson um, and the thought he might go and not having five centre-backs next year um, I would try and get rid of Edmondson and keep Mayo and keep him as the understudy, um, I've seen him play a few times and he, he looks like a good player Um so yeah, I would I would say I'm the one I'm, I'm most looking forward to seeing Mayo. I think for the four in the championship, they're definitely the two that are standing out for or that are most prominent in the Nice of the Youth Academy. We've got um three well we've got five players in total and well six, sorry, in the top flight. Three that are realistically we were looking to come back at some point. Stephen Kelly, he's made his second start in a row for Ross County after quite a few weeks just coming on for the last uh, 10 minutes or so. He got an assist for Ross County's goal with a, a short free kick uh, front post. Uh, really good ball and good to see he, he's in the starting 11. 
the two I've got questions for you, uh, fellas, Robbie McCrory and Jake Hasty. So both haven't featured the last couple of games for different reasons. Robbie McCrory, um, he's dropped out of Livingston starting 11 and he's dropped out of the Scotland squad as well. Uh, Gary Holtz looked to give the other keeper a chance. Jake Casey's barely kicked a ball since he's arrived at Motherwell. So two different players, two different questions. Uh, Scott, I'll put it to the host, Robbie McCrory first. Um, is this maybe just a, a kick up? kick up the arse it needs to stay top level or end to worry about at this point? No, it might just be off form. It's, I mean, as unusual, unless it was an injury for a keeper to get dropped. I think it's just the, the nature of the position. But, yeah, you, you, you said it yourself. He's everywhere, everywhere he's went, he's, he's played. You know, he's always been first choice. And now... There'll be a lot of um, he'll need to work twice as hard than he, than he has to be to be back in the Livingston team, and he'll be disappointed it's not in the Scotland team. But you know, if he wants to be Rangers keeper, which he's got a lot of work to do, as promising he is, he'll need to up his game. So yeah, it's I don't think there's anything to worry about McCrory, Jake Hasty. I think there is a lot to worry about. I don't know what's happened to his development, but you know, he was absolutely flying Motherwell. You know, it's not worked out in his first year at Rangers. He, he's going back to Motherwell where you think he's going to, it's going to be as equally as impressive that made him get the move. He's not done it at all. Is it his attitude? I don't know. I'm obviously not sure what's happening with Motherwell, but to be honest, I, I would be very surprised if I see, I've seen him near the Rangers' first team in the next couple of years. That's me for the ones. Excellent. So we'll move on to a light-hearted finale of the show. Hit us up with some partner, Colin. <laughs> okay, yeah, you, that was a bit of misleading there. It's not my partner. It's uh, <laughs> the funny shit I've seen on Twitter. Um, I don't know if you, you've seen, fellas, there's a fairly new page on Twitter, Rangers Clips, and it's just um, clips for the archives, old games, old interviews. Um, oh, anybody go... Go on and check it out. Um, there's some crackers on there. The best one I've seen this week from that was, I think it was like maybe a dinner after David Cooper's testimonial and Ali McCoy is a, a guest speaker at it. And he goes on and it's, it, to begin with, it's very heartfelt and heartwarming talk about how good a guy David Cooper is and how good a player he is. Uh, this is where David Cooper's sitting right next to him, but he brings out a gift. He's like, I, I want to give David Cooper something he's never had. He opens the box and it's a right fit. <laughs> I enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, Craig, have you got anything? Uh, I, I don't know who tweeted it, so I can't give him credit, but it was after the Benfica game. Um, everyone's having a rant about his conceding goals and somebody tweeted saying to put things in perspective. Uh, we've conceded four goals since September and Celtic have conceded four goals since eight o'clock. Scott, if you're getting in, sorry, I know you were late to the show, so you probably haven't had time to prepare, but um, have you seen anything on social media? I've seen one today, actually, um, the Hamilton official Twitter page put up um, after the seventh goal, stop the count. But <laughs> 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 well, that was quite good. I thought, fair play to them, fair play to them for that. It was quite good. Uh, um, I, th- I think it was a, 
the the spark Prague official Twitter um, saying that he what it wasn't an electrician, but he produced a spark for the guy that scurried Celtic. Um, or else there was also one as well um, that somebody called the Benfica team a piri piri bobby one shot. <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, so uh, <laughs> there's no comeback to that at all, is it? Right, we'll try and pull ourselves together and uh, round up the show. But that's us. Um, unfortunately, it's going to be a, a long two week wait for our next game at home to Aberdeen. There'll be a lot of content coming over the next couple of weeks, so. Please keep your eyes peeled on our pages to get your fix of Rangers content. So thank you to Scott for an impressive debut, Craig and Colin for joining me today. And thank you all the listeners to listening. Thank you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.